Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Show World Soccer Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also coming to you on Sirius XM. I am your host, Nick Eber. It is great to be with you. What a fabulous, fabulous opening weekend we've had in the English Premier League. Um, not just the results, but the actual quality of the football was brilliant. And also after going through 18 months of no fans, being able to have that atmosphere back is like it's like having a cake with no icing on it all right well we're going to get to it all in detail uh, great to have you with me i'm with you each and every weeknight 6 p.m pacific 9 eastern time then again midnight pacific uh 3 a.m on the west coast um i am on the sports byline broadcast network sirius xm iheart radio tune in the award-winning sirius xm app and if you are um, in uniform around the world i welcome you to the show on the american forces network uh, great to have you with me. If you miss any part of the show, never fear. You can check it out on our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. We're presented to you by betonline.ag. Uh, look, here are the stories. Very simple. Man City, Arsenal. Let's talk about them. Let's talk about the statement that the big boys made. Let's talk about the promoted teams as well. Uh, let's talk about every match, every trade, every rumor. Let's get to it all. World Soccer Radio. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Also, interesting developments in Spain where the investment company has taken a 10% stake in future revenue of Spanish football media rights for the next 50 years. You heard me right. 50 years in return for a big cash injection of some $2 billion right now, which most of the clubs in Spanish football want. I believe three or four of them have opted out of it, including, of course, Real Madrid and Barcelona, two of the most profligate and uh, irresponsible spenders in Spanish football. So much to get to today. Find me on Twitter at Nagiba, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, I'm going to step aside, take a break, and I'll be right back to kick it all off right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. All right, uh, welcome back. World Soccer Radio, Nick Eber with you. I don't know if you had opportunity to watch all of the matches or most of the matches over the weekend. Of course, we start, started on Friday with Brentford Arsenal. I did talk about that on the Friday evening show, uh, and I will be touching on that again here shortly. Uh, but if you placed a bet on the favorites Arsenal at minus 115, uh, you were certainly disappointed because Brentford at plus 315 uh, won that game at two goals to nil. Uh, for a team that has not been in the top flight since 1947, uh, that is quite an achievement. Um, you know, that's a lot of the fun of it, is when you have a few bucks to put it on some of the teams that maybe you don't support. Uh, for me, I'm a Liverpool supporter. It'd be easy just to bet Liverpool every time, but I don't. I like to spread a few bucks. I literally mean a few bucks 
over some of the other teams because it makes watching them a little bit more interesting. I mean, typically I wouldn't really care, for example, about a Watford-Aston Villa match. But if you have a few bucks on Aston Villa like I did, and was subsequently disappointed, but that's beside the point, <laughs> um, uh, it makes it a lot more fun, folks. And if you're going to bet on sports, there is no better place to go than my good friends at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. They have everything you might want for online betting on sports. Every sport you could think about, whether it's soccer, basketball, baseball, hockey, American football, uh, if the, you know, the Olympics, we just had that. They had every Olympic sport. They've got snooker, and they've got bowling, and they've got uh, darts, uh, and they've got tennis, and they've got golf. I mean, the list goes on, uh, MMA, and wrestling, and boxing, and the uh, list just goes on and on, including politics, reality TV shows. Uh, they've got money lines, point spreads. Uh, they've got totals. They've got prop bets, everything you want, betonline.ag. And I've been using them now for a few years, and I've never had a problem getting money in or out. In or out. So go right now, betonline.ag. Go ahead, open an account, and they will give you a 50% deposit on your new account. 50% bonus on your deposit. That is incredible. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Um Interesting situation in Spain. And don't worry, folks, I swear you on my honor, Scout's honor. Scout's honor. I'm going to get to, of course, all of the Premier League action. You know I am, right? But La Liga is struggling, as you know. A a couple of things have happened in La Liga. And, and here are some of the fundamental differences if you don't know this. The television rights in the Premier League are divided equally amongst the teams in the Premier League, which is why getting promoted is such a windfall because you get a portion of the, what is it, nearly $13 billion, I think it's like $8 billion a year or something, ridiculous number of the television rights in the Premier League. You get a lot of money. So it doesn't matter whether you're Watford, it doesn't matter whether you're Brentford, it doesn't matter whether you're Norwich. If you get promoted to the Premier League, you get an equal share of the television money. Doesn't mean you get an equal share of the prize money, that's staggered based on where you finish. But in Spain, each of the clubs have basically negotiated their own deals, which means Barcelona, Real Madrid and to a lesser degree, Atletico Madrid, have made all the money out of the broadcast rights of La Liga. Because if you really care about Osasuna globally, and, and not many people do, can't imagine there's that much money there. The departure of Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi going to PSG, that doesn't help the situation in Spain at all. So you have an unequal distribution of television revenue. You have most of these teams having to have local revenue generation, obviously kit sponsorship, you know, stadium sponsorship, and ticket sales being the primary driver for most of their revenue. Uh, of course, the last 18 months, that's been disastrous for these clubs because with COVID, there hasn't been any. So an investment company named CBC, 
acquired a 10% stake in the league, in La Liga, for 2.7 billion euros. In return for that, they get a 10%, they get 10% of the broadcast and media revenue of the league for the next 50, that's 5-0 league years. Now, some of the other teams, Real Madrid, Barcelona, um, most obviously, but actually there's a team in like the second division and there's another team, a couple, I think there were four teams objected and were given finally an option. Uh, Barcelona, Madrid, Athletic Bilbao, and, and I think it, I don't remember the name of the club in the Segunda division that rejected the offer. There's a feeling in Spain that these big clubs are trying to separate from the league, that there is very little money left in Spanish football to be made, which makes sense as to why the European Super League suddenly became a thing and then suddenly didn't become a thing when the fans objected to it, most vocally those fans in England, I might add. But without a Man United, without a Man City, without a Chelsea, without a Liverpool, there wasn't a lot to be had with the European Super League if you can't have, you know, a good handful of the super quote-unquote clubs. Of course, when it comes to profligate spending, uncontrolled, rampant misuse of funds, there are probably not too many more teams in global football that would fit that bill better than Real Madrid and Barcelona. Uh, we know Barcelona find themselves a billion, a b b b b b billion dollars in debt. So they don't want to handcuff themselves for the next 50 years by giving up 10% of their media rights. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, but the fascinating statement from uh, Laporte, who is the bloke that runs Barcelona, was that, well, they're planning on joining the Premier League. I mean, help me out here, people. It is delusion. It is insanity. What's going on in Spain, I think we may see be seeing the self-destruction of Spanish football. And with the departure of Leo Messi, you have to wonder uh, just what the global brand value of a Barcelona is going to be, how much of a hit they're going to take. What do you think? Send me a tweet at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You know, we will get... Uh, Rafa Hernandez, who does the Barcelona show, back on to talk about this uh, CVC deal because I think it's a really, really important discussion and possibly a harbinger of things to come for some of the other leagues in Europe. I mean, I can think that uh, the French League is situated in pretty much the same way. You've got the Lille's, you've got the uh, Lyon, you've got, of course, PSG as the 500 or 900 or 1 million pound gorillas and everybody else just kind of struggles to get by on a league that doesn't generate massive television media right revenue. The business of football is almost as fun as the football itself on the pitch. This year, however, so far, this Premier League seems to be off to a cracking start, whether it was wonderful officiating. You heard me right, people. I said wonderful officiating. 
all the, a lot of the times we talk about the balance. Well, as Depeche Mode said, they get the balance right. They did get the balance right. Exciting games, upsets, balanced refereeing. Saw some of the big names. Nice to see De Bruyne coming in and playing, even though nursing an ankle injury. Good stuff, folks. We are in for a cracking Premier League season. When we come back from break, I'm going to get into it. Let's talk week one, the English Premier League. Today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. All right, Lolo Aces there. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio. Nick Eber with you here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM, iHeartRadio. Tune in the award-winning Sirius XM app, the American Forces Radio, and the podcast available as soon as the show is over on our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. Uh, great to be with you. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. We are presented to you by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And what a first week in the Premier League we have had. Uh, look, there are, there are some years where the first day, the first match day one of the Premier League um, disappoints. You get kind of teams, you know, still getting people back from international duty. You get teams, um, you know, just kind of tinkering here and there, trying to feel out the opponent, afraid to lose. Oh, my God, we had none of that. From match one on Friday, Brentford-Arsenal, it has been... 100% 100% full-on heavy metal football, to coin a term from Jurgen Klopp. The first match, Brentford-Arsenal at the Brentford Community Stadium saw the first upset of the weekend. As a team that is purely living on their reputation alone, I'm talking about Arsenal Football Club, was defeated by a team that hasn't been in the top flight since 1947. You heard me right. 1947. And it wasn't a 1-0 defeat. It wasn't an aberration. It wasn't a bad day at the office. Arsenal were just beaten by a better team. Arsenal look like Total, complete, and utter junk. They finished eighth in the league the last two years in a row. They are going to struggle if you watch the matches this weekend. I mean, I don't know whether you're talking about Everton or West Ham or Leicester City. Or even to a degree... Leeds United, who suffered a 5-1 defeat at the hands of Man United for the opening day. I would pick any one of those teams right now to deliver a message to Arsenal. 
And yeah, you can fire Mikel Arteta. Absolutely, of course. And they probably will. But you can't gloss over the fact that Arsenal are a very mid-table average football club, despite their larger-than-average name, despite their wonderful stadium, despite the price of their tickets. Stan Kroenke has turned Arsenal into what the Manchester United supporters were claiming the Glazers had turned United into, and by that I mean a laughingstock, a joke. And I'm sorry to be harsh. I'm sorry to be rude. I actually have no bone to pick whatsoever with Arsenal Football Club. But that is the God's honest truth from a guy that has been watching football for decades and decades and decades and has seen Arsenal go from the glory years uh, down to the sort of average years, back to the glory years, and then the Invincibles, pushing through some of the greatest talent, Thierry Henry, Dennis Bergkamp, etc., etc. Oh, my God. Look at them now. How mediocre, how average, how disinterested in his own club has San Kroenke become? Or is he just happy to pitch up year in and year out and collect one-twentieth of the broadcast right fees, as I was talking about in the last segment of the show? I believe that is probably the case. But look, that's how it went. First match of the season, Brentford beat Arsenal. And what an upset if you were a betting man or woman and you had not listened to my advice and you had gone to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and placed a bet on Brentford, you would have received a plus 315 on the money line. And if you had placed a bet on the over-under, wow, if you'd gone over one and a half, you'd have got minus 115. Next match, Manchester United leads. Folks, I told you on this game that you were going to bet Manchester United at minus 185. I said that was some juicy numbers. And I said specifically you were going to take the over. Over three goals was plus 100. This scoreline was 5-1. You heard me right. If you didn't watch it, it was 5-1. So, if you took my advice, you were smiling. But let's talk about that 5-1 victory. A nice statement from Manchester United at home, in front of a full crowd, great atmosphere on this in the stadium, and you saw Bruno Fernandes. If you listen to me on Friday, I told you that the reason that Man United are in where they're at is not Paul Pogba. Okay, it's not Jaden Sancho. It's not you know Rafael Varane who did was uh, presented to the uh, the fans. I understand after the match, it is Bruno Fernandes and notching a hat trick in match day one of the Premier League is a further statement what is interesting is the four assists that Paul Pogba had uh, I think we are going to see a United challenge this year and it is going to be a terrific 
exciting Premier League season. Because as you're going to see as we go down the rest of the results from today, or pardon me, from the weekend, today, listen to me, there were plenty of other eye-opening results to talk about. Leeds United getting a goal from Luke Ayling in the 49th minute, a consolation goal, but other than that, it was all Man United. Next up, Burnley-Brighton, a match that I had pegged as the dullest match of the sea of the day, uh, saw the away team Brighton-Hove Albion beating Burnley, uh, plus 225. I picked a draw, actually. It ended up being 2-1 to Brighton. Brighton uh, winning. They, are, they were the uh, odds makers' favorites at plus 145 versus a plus 225 for Burnley. Uh, not much to say there. I don't expect either of these teams to quicken my pulse at all this season. They're not going to be in with a shout in the, in the uh, European spots or the top of the league, uh, nor do I think they will be fighting for relegation. I think this is going to be mid-table mediocrity at its finest. Everton, Southampton. Look, we talked about Southampton and, and sort of how disappointing they were last season and how we kind of predicted it was going to be a little bit more of the same this season. But that wasn't the question for this match at Goodison Park. The question was, how were Everton going to perform? And how were they going to respond with Rafa Benitez at the helm, a man, let's just say, coming into a very skeptical crowd? His statements a number of years ago about Everton being a quote-unquote small club were not helpful. <laughs> I'm sure Rafa would tell you that as well. And the crowd must have been ready to pounce on one of our favorite Spaniards when Adam Armstrong took the scored a goal for Southampton in the 22nd minute. And it looked like it looked like Southampton were going to have a gift of an awful opening day for Everton. But then Richarlison, Decore, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin, excuse me, uh, come back, three unanswered goals. It's 3-1 Everton. And all of a sudden, Rafa Benitez is starting to look like the right guy uh, if you ever thought he wasn't, you don't know anything about Rafa Benitez. I think Everton supporters uh, are going to be very, very happy that their club is in the hands of this very, very nice Spaniard who happens to be an exceptional football manager. So uh, good stuff there. Uh, next up, uh, Watford, Aston Villa. Uh, interestingly enough, I had Watford, uh, I had Villa winning this at a plus 125 uh, they were the odds makers' favorites. They actually lost to Watford, which was a surprise because, um, you know, with the newer teams, you're always kind of scratching your head about how they're going to perform in the uh, uh, on the big stage uh, against a team, Aston Villa, that actually has had a, a few really good seasons under their belt, uh, respectively. And, uh, of course, the loss of Jack Grealish has uh, shown to be a difficult uh, set of shoes to Phil. Uh, so Aston Villa, although they scored uh, two goals at Vicarage Road, it wasn't enough. Watford win it uh, three goals to two. Tell you what, we are just about out of time this segment. Uh, we're going to take a break and be right back when we come back. 
Let's talk Chelsea Palace, Leicester Wolves, Norwich Liverpool, Newcastle, West Ham, Tottenham, Manchester City. Let's talk about the statements made and the statements not made. And let's talk about some of the rule changes and why the football looks a lot better this season so far than it did all of last season. We'll be right back after this. Love that. <laughs> the Dickies, one of the early punk bands from LA doing their version of Gigantor. Great stuff. Love the Dickies. You remember them stuck in a pagoda with Trisha Toyota, Manny Moe and Jack? Attack of the Mole Men. Great stuff. Love the Dickies. Anyway, welcome back to World Soccer Radio presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash world soccer radio i'm with you each and every weeknight 6 p.m pacific 9 eastern time then again midnight pacific 3 a.m on the east coast if you're listening to me on sports overnight american if you're listening to me at three in the morning do me a favor get a life sorry i know that's kind of you know not appropriate to yell at your listeners but seriously if you're listening to my dulcet tones at three in the morning, you need to really do some serious soul searching. Watford Villa, we touched on that in the Premier League. Next match, Chelsea Crystal Palace. I mean, Chelsea were big favorites, no doubt about that. I picked the score line here, 2B3 goals, 2-1. It was three goals to nil. Quite a statement from Chelsea Football Club. In fairness, Crystal Palace, somewhat rubbishy. But that doesn't change the fact that at Stamford Bridge, in front of a crowd, Chelsea scored three goals, conceded none, and got three points. We are in a position where we have some big clubs making some big statements early on. By the way, Christian Pulisic scoring in the 40th minute. Marcus Alonso getting off the off the mark for Chelsea in the 27th. And Trevor Chalabar in the 58th minute. Which was a wonderful strike, by the way, from Chalabar. So Chelsea are definitely living up to the reputation as a team to be taken very, very seriously indeed. If you bet my if you took my bet, you'd have been happy, although it was minus or three seventy five. Next up, at the KP Leicester hosting Wolverhampton Wanderers. Now without Bruno Fernandez. Pardon, pardon me, Bruno Fernandez. Nuno Espirito Santo. I'm getting my Portuguese blokes all mixed up, all right? Brendan Rodgers is, without a doubt, one of the most underappreciated top-tier managers in 
football these days. And yes, a 1-0 victory against a, you know, not great Wolves side is a 1-0 victory, but it is three points. It is a clean sheet, and it is the way Leicester City do things. They fly under the radar. They don't make a lot of waves. They don't make a lot of noise, but what they do is get results. Where Leicester City get have their fault is in the depth of squad come the last one-third of the season, where typically season after season under Rodgers, they, ta- they have tapered off. Uh, and they had a horrible run the end of last season, no doubt about it. But look, it doesn't mean that they're not a good club. They are a fabulous club. It means they don't have the depth of a Chelsea, a United, a Liverpool, a City, a Tottenham. We haven't talked about Tottenham. Believe you me, we'll talk about Tottenham. Next up, Norwich, Liverpool. Uh, you know, <laughs> Liverpool go to Carroll Road, face Norwich. I enjoy Norwich. I like the team. I like the ownership. I like the manager, uh, Daniel Farker, who was a, a sort of understudy of sorts at Borussia Dortmund of uh, Jurgen Klopp. Uh, Norwich City are a club that have a plan, a business plan. They have a business plan. They have a plan for the pitch. They have a plan for the manager. They have faith, and they stick to their plan whether that means relegation, whether that means promotion, whether that means mid-table, or whether that means 21 points in a season. Because they are a very well-run club that has very realistic goals set for them. Uh, when they had 21 points in the season, they could have just dumped Daniel Falk and said, you suck, next. Like 90% of other clubs would have, do- would have done. But they knew that wasn't the reason that they didn't, that they had 21 points. I mean, the only player this last two seasons ago they had that was really able to make a statement was Timo Puki. And he had been the top scorer the year before in the championship. And when they came up, they really didn't do anything to add to the squad. Why? Well, that, my friends, is the business of football. They were going to take their share of the media money. They were going to take their piece of the pie. If they got relegated, they would get a parachute payment. They would then add strategically a little bit here and a little bit there and bounce back to the Premier League. And they had faith in their manager that he was the right guy and he was not the problem. Do you hear me, Stan Kroenke? I mean, Daniel Farker may be a better manager than Mikel Arteta. He is for sure. But they both have similar issues, a lack of investment in the team. The difference is Arsenal have an expectation of being in the Champions League and winning the Wenger Trophy every year. That means a trip to the Champions League. And Norwich don't have that expectation. They want, as my father used to say, a 100-horsepower result from a 100-horsepower engine. So anyway, they host Liverpool. All eyes on Liverpool, who have not made those marquee signings that everybody was expecting. They signed Ibrahim Konate fairly early on in the transfer window as coverage for Virgil van Dijk and Joe Gomez and Joel Matip. Because if you remember last year, they had the tea lady playing central defense due to the injuries they had. And despite having a midfield, including Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain and James Milner, 
Liverpool dominated Norwich and showed that they were the same team that won the league so convincingly two years ago. And if you don't think Liverpool made a statement that they are back in the title race this year, you know nothing about football. The key here were the goals. Diogo Jota, Roberto Firmino, and Mo Salah. Sadeo Mane did not get on the board, but not for lack of trying. That is what Liverpool were missing last year, was the ability for the front three to really get scoring on a regular basis. And with the addition of Diogo Jota providing a little bit of uh, position insecurity for Firmino, Mane and Salah, they have all elevated their game. And I think it is going to be a failure of any of the top teams. City, Chelsea. um, Who else would be up there? City, Chelsea. I guess, uh, United, to not think that Liverpool are going to push to win the title this year. Anyway, the results, a stellar, solid result for Liverpool, 3-0 away at Carrow Road, holding the clean sheet, absolutely massive for Liverpool, as that was their problem last year defensively. Uh, Virgil van Dijk looks like he just woke up after a little nap for a season. Looks like there's no... Uh, hangover, so to speak, even though you know he's still working hard at restoring that ACL. Uh, Liverpool look very, very solid indeed. Uh, Newcastle, West Ham United. Um, I predicted West Ham United would win. I told you to pick them at plus 120. And guess who won, folks? That's right. You know it. Call me the sage. Right? West Ham United... Four goals to two at St. James's Park. Newcastle are in big trouble, folks. They are definitely going to be fighting the relegation battle this year. And finally, the big match of the weekend, absolutely, with all the storylines around it, was Spurs versus Manchester City. Harry Kane, of course, Spurs uh, talismanic uh, striker, England international, a target, £127 million target for Manchester City, who seemed to want to add him to their already uh, incredibly expensive squad of Galactic- Galacticos. Um, and Kane sitting out this one, supposedly not yet fit, still training, nothing normal, blah, blah, blah. But you know what it's going on. It's a contract back and forth between Daniel Levy at Spurs and the folks at Manchester City. Daniel Levy does not want to sell Harry Kane. Daniel Levy loves selling players and loves money, but understands that a bag of cash does not score goals. Replacing a player like Harry Kane is near on impossible. If it wasn't, you don't think Manchester City would have sought out that alternative by now. I believe he will stay at Spurs for the rest of the year, and I think you're going to see with Manchester City, look, they are a great club, and they are going to be fighting in that title race, but to lose 1-0 away at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium was an absolute shocker. To give you an idea, Tottenham were plus 465 dogs on that game. Think about that for a minute, okay? That means $100 would have paid $465. And indeed, if you went to betonline.ag... And you put $100 on Tottenham Hotspur, you would have got your $465 back because they won it. 
They look the better team, despite the possession held by Manchester City. Uh, Sonny is an incredible player. Love this guy. He's one of the, he's one of the most unsung uh, players in the Premier League. Probably a top 10 player right now, I think, globally. Hon Min Song is absolutely terrific. Gets a wonderful goal. And the champions suffer an ignoble defeat. 1-0 at the hands of the very club to whom they are trying to pilfer their talismatic star player. Great storyline, folks. Great crowd at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Great atmosphere in all these matches in the Premier League. It is great to have football back. Look, just a couple of minutes left in this segment. I didn't really get an opportunity to talk about what I wanted to on top of just the results, which was why the football was so exciting. But I'm going to give much kudos to the head of officiating in the Premier League, Mike Riley, because they have instituted changes both in VAR, both in the interpretation of the rules, in some cases changing, tweaking the rules a bit. But most importantly, the referees have been told to do everything they can to not impede the flow of the game. And what that means is that we get back to the days when football is a physical game. And if you watch the matches this weekend, you will understand why this was not the right place for Lionel Messi. But I thought the flow and pace of the games was terrific. I thought the refereeing was terrific. I thought the lack of VAR getting in the way, stowing it down, stopping it, and yes, everything was still reviewed and everything was still looked at. I think they may have learned their lesson. I'm Nick Eber. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back to wrap it up right after these messages. All right, welcome back to the show, World Soccer Radio. Nick Eber with you here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. We've got a lot to get to this week. Uh, don't you worry, Monday through Friday, I'm here talking the beautiful game with you. Lots to talk about. Uh, we are not going to be overwhelmed with a huge amount of uh, Premier League games uh, midweek. In fact, we will have none. Uh, we have a wonderful roundup of uh, very exciting matches coming up next weekend. But we do have a lot to talk about, including... Champions League qualification underway, including Benfica Eindhoven. Uh, Malmo are facing Ludacris, uh, what I call Ludacris. Uh, young boys against uh, Ferran Savaros. Uh, you know, it, it is interesting because this will set the stage for the group stages in the Champions League once it's decided. And then, of course, the Champions League will be getting ready to kick off. And then it is all systems go. Uh, I'll be looking at the transfer market all of this week as it continues its inexorable uh, drive to the 31st of August and the end and closing of the window. Uh, obviously, Harry Kane, the issue. Uh, certainly, uh, Kylian Mbappe wanting to join Real Madrid is another issue. We have to talk about that. Tammy Abram apparently going to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, going to uh, Roma. Uh, so we have lots of movement still to come, and I'll be following it all <coughs> right here on World Soccer Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Nikiba, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. As I said, I'm here with you 
each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, and then again midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. If you miss any part of the show, uh, don't you worry. You can check it out on our podcast network, which is the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network, uh, where we are all the time. And also you can get us on your Spotify or Apple Podcasts or iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. You can rest assured you will get World Soccer Radio. I'd like to thank Dominic, Scott Cuddy, Darren Peck, all the great guys at Sirius XM, because without them, I wouldn't be able to be on the air with you. And so I thank them. I thank you for listening. Stick with me, folks. Lots to get to. I'll be back tomorrow. Till then, have a great night. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.